I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. The Battle of New York was the end of the world. This is the new world. I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth. World peace. I'm a soldier's angel. You've got a hundred men at your disposal. And now... A hand-picked team. In a war of words between and yes, they're that good. No one walks away from this battle. Hello, howlers, and welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. A little later this week than usual. I am. Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chip Sella, and joining me, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, he's already seen Civil War, I hate him, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart, how you doing, Agent? Yes, I'm doing well, doing well. <laughs> I missed doing the show on Wednesday, and, and like I missed my other podcast on Tuesday, mm-hmm. so I was like totally podcastless, podcastless last week. It was very strange, very surreal week. Yeah. You know, we talk about uh, how how we record the show, which is you know, Shield uh, airs on Tuesday nights. Neither you nor I can watch it then. But then on Wednesday, I have to rush home from work, uh, try and watch it, and then so that we can record it at a fairly reasonable time because you're five hours ahead of me, uh, so that I don't have you up uh, till all hours of the night. It fails almost every week, but <laughs> yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want. Usually we try to record 9 Eastern, which is about 2 your time, and then Andy's always running late, no matter what. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Give me another 15 minutes. Yeah, whatever, man. You're the one staying up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, this week, cool. Got a a Wednesday off. Going to enjoy having a nice, chill Wednesday night for once. No, I had to work late. I worked until uh, after eight o'clock uh, ah. Wednesday night, so I got home at nine. I was just like, meh. I was fried. So, but I get I get a free half day somewhere down the road to make up for it. So, nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. But so uh, it's Sunday night. We've both uh, been able to watch the episode multiple times, and. Uh, also, uh, it gave us t- time for a lot more news this week, I think, as well. Yeah, a few bits and pieces of news come out as well. Well, do you I want to start with the news first, as usual? Yeah, I, I, I do I do want to say that, yes, I did see Civil War. I'm not going to comment on whether <laughs> I liked it or not, or whether or not any, anything about the movie. I will just say that, yes, I did see it. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I was are, glossing over that, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. I but hate I, I you. Don't give, <laughs> no, I don't want to give any spoilers for anyone, but I will say there are two after credit scenes, so do stay in okay. your seats right to the end. Okay, that 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 is something that does need to be confirmed. So, yes, so two after credit confirmed. <laughs> uh, I am actually going. I have. I'm seeing it twice this weekend. Or I'm seeing it Friday. My wife and I are doing our traditional play hooky to watch the new Marvel movie uh, in May. 
plan. And so we're going to, to the matinee, taking my mom with us uh, on Friday at 1230. And then I am going the following day with my nephew, Zev, who it's been tradition for him and I to go on because it's also free comic book day to check out the new Marvel movie. So we're going to see it. Uh, I'm going to see it again on Saturday. So nice. Yeah. I'm probably going to see it again. If not this week, next week, because I, I did watch it at after midnight and I was a little bit tired. So I may have pulled a slight chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that there's a reason I don't do the midnight movies. Yeah. Hey, but, bef- but yeah, before we get into the news, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm really trying to keep the Civil War stuff to a minimum this week because well we're less than five days from it at this point and I you, and I don't want you to spoil anything and I know you wouldn't or no. I would hope you wouldn't but uh, found a new uh, Marvel tabletop game this week it was International Tabletop Day yesterday mm-hmm. Saturday. April 30th. I don't know if you did anything for it, but I did go out to my tabletop store and I found a new uh, Marvel tabletop game. Mm-hmm. It's called Marvel Versus. It's by Upper Deck. Apparently they had a series of Versus games a few years ago and it's basically a version of Magic, I would say. Um, but the difference is you don't have to sit there and mortgage your house and buy packs and boxes of cards to p- mm. put together a, uh, a deck. It is a deck building game, but it's a closed deck building game, which means that uh, you buy the box and all the cards to build your deck are in that box. Now there are there are there is an expansion. There are more planned, but every bo- Every expansion box will have all the cards in it, and uh, won't be you know it, they will all be the same cards in each box. So uh, they came out with a Defenders expansion, and it's the real Defenders, Andy. It's Hellcat. It's uh, there was some. I remember seeing Hellcat in there. I, there was Iron Fist in there. It was a weird set, but it had more of the Defenders that I knew growing up i think the son of satan was in there in some form or another maybe nighthawk um but the idea is you have your main hero and you could be uh iron man spider-man the hulk those are some of the ones i saw uh and then you build a deck of 60 cards and you have additional heroes to help defend and fight you have plot twists that cause different actions at different times in the game um that you can play and i think there were other enhancements as well it looks like a cool uh decent game and you know you have to have instead of mana you have locations that you use to power these various attacks and the idea is to kill the other guy's main character uh the initial set came with 400 cards and there were cards based on the avengers x-men guardians of guardians of the galaxy and villains so, and I think, and you definitely had enough that two people could build uh, two decks to play uh, against each other here. 
And they actually give you some suggestions for starter decks, you know, like an Avengers-themed deck, a Guardians-themed deck. And then mm. uh, the Defenders expansion came with about 200 cards and had a whole bunch of additional heroes and a whole bunch of additional villains. So is this one is just card, just cards in it, yeah? Yes. So so Fred Fred's family wouldn't like it. <laughs> Fred's <laughs> no, and this is this is a true deck builder in terms of you know from the pool of four hundred cards you're going to build or six hundred cards if you buy the expansion you're going to build a deck of sixty, and uh, so it's more uh yeah it's a straight card game. There's no board. I guess you could get play mats if you want. So, but I, I hadn't seen this game. I'm going to assume it's been out for at least a little bit. And uh, I went through a, a, a decent quality cards. Like I said, fi- that's a decent number uh, for for an, for a starter set, 400 cards. Mm, yeah. And, well, it was priced at about 55 bucks for the starter kit, which isn't bad. The the expansion was like thirty, the defenders expansion, mm-hmm. but once yeah. again it's uh, it's another two hundred cards and it adds some new mechanics and new rules and stuff like that. So definitely something uh, if you're into magic or, and uh, into Marvel or one or the other might be worth checking out. And, yeah, it looks like cool. And see, I like these type of games a hell of a lot better than Magic. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> you know, Magic, I mean, what is it, five, ten bucks a, a pack of cards, usually? Yep. And, I mean, we, we both know people that are into Magic that spend hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> on on playing Magic. Here, you got, everything's in one box. You're done. You, you know, uh, nobody's going to have the special... The special golden, I don't know, uh, Infinity Gauntlet card that is only in one mm. out of uh, 50,000 packs. Everybody has the same 400 cards. So I like that. It Actually, actually be, uh, the Defenders deck, I think because it was the initial run, did come with a couple of special cards in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a special gold Deer Devil, and I think his stats are slightly different than the normal <laughs> one. I, I'd even take it out of the wrapper. I just kind of kept it there saying, this is probably a collector's item. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yes. So that that is our gaming thing. Well, I guess... The other gaming thing we should talk about is that Civil War is coming to all of Marvel's uh, various uh, free-to-play games over the next week. Yeah, um, it's it's not actually hit Puzzle Quest, has it? No, I know they've done like the up- updated like logo and stuff like that, but the actual event stuff hasn't happened yet, has it? No, it's going to be something starting this week where uh, we're all going to have to choose a side. I don't think we all have to pick the same side. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how it works, but mm. yes, uh, there there's going to be a special alliance alliance based events, which are the type that I like the most and have the most fun with, uh, mm. where we can earn five star Captain Americas and five star mm. Iron Mans, and yes. the the Winter Soldier did hit la- uh, over the last few days. As as a new character to get, I have not gotten a Winter Soldier as of yet. 
Nope, me, me neither. Uh, I, I was unable to play for a couple of days there because I was away with work, but back, back into it now. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I keep attendance, as you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was sketchy hotel Wi-Fi and very limited battery life led to me not being able to play. That's all right. But You're I'm back, back now. now. You're back now. <laughs> so, um... But yeah, and then uh, Contest of Champions is also doing a something with the Civil War, and that has actually started. Uh, it's basically you choose Team Cap or Team Iron Man, and you are gated to a certain set of uh, events that you can do. There's a lot of crazy rewards. It's kind of I don't exactly understand it. I'm just playing the game a lot more than I usually do and um you know there's certain uh theme you know i i picked team iron man but because i have a fairly powerful world war ii captain america that was being featured and scoring me a lot of points i ended up using him uh <laughs> but i am running through the iron man set of missions on that and i guess you can switch at some point uh, it's kind of screwy and whatnot, but I, I like Contest of Champions, and I've picked up some decent characters recently, so I'll just leave it like that. And I don't know what's going on in the other games, because I think playing two Marvel games is more than enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just take the puzzle quest. <laughs> Smart man. Yeah. <laughs> One phone game is, is more than enough for me. I don't need any more than that. So what do we got for news? Yes, so a couple of bits of news. Uh, first of all, Robert Downey Jr. has joined the cast of Spider-Man Homecoming. Very good. Which is quite cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know that I can say much more about that. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, well, there, there really isn't that much to say. I mean, okay, cool. Another... Uh, it just, I guess, helps bound Spider-Man to the MCU. I think that's about all you can say. Uh, is is that the character I most want to see in a Spider-Man movie? No. Who's the character you'd most want to see in it? Fury, Coulson. Mm. Uh, from from the MCU. Yeah, I, I think those those would be the most uh, interesting and probably, uh, I, I guess it depends on what the story is. Daredevil? Yeah, I'd like to see Daredevil. Do you know, I, do you know this This is a pipe dream, right? And a, a crazy Andy theory, maybe. But um, the character that I'd most like to see is Phil Coulson being his uh, high school principal. <laughs> Like he is in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Oh. <laughs> I think that would be so funny. Or even if it wasn't like Coulson, it mm. was like uh, Clark Gregg playing him. Mm. <laughs> and uh, like if Iron Man comes across him, it's like, you look like somebody I used to know. He's like, no. <laughs> I think that would be really funny. But it probably won't happen. No, I doubt it. But yeah, I, I mean... I, I have no problem with Robert Downey Jr. I have no problem with uh, Iron Man. 
but I, I guess it, like I said, I guess it depends on what the story is and how are you going to use him. Hmm. I would, I would say it'll probably be, it's probably going to be a, like a, maybe not quite a, a, a like a cameo, like a one scene sort of thing, but maybe an extended cameo. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll waste it. Hmm. I, I I don't I don't want to say too too much more. Cause like obviously okay, I have yeah. I have I have more information available to <laughs> to me based on things. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Fair enough. But um, it does open the door for other people to to come into as well. Like obviously Robert Downey Jr. is on it, so you could see any one of the other uh, Marvel. Uh, MCU characters pop mm. into it because I mean Downey Jr. is probably the hardest get for them in terms of money and like scheduling and whatnot. So if they can get him, they could get anyone. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if Robert Downey Jr. has all that much on his plate. You know, I don't know of any other movies he's filming that don't involve Marvel at this point. <laughs> True, but I'm sure he's like I'm sure he's a busy man. Like uh, between press junkets and and whatnot, I'm, I'm sure he's a hard guy to get hold of and get tied down to do something without paying him ridiculous amounts of money. Which they probably are paying him ridiculous amounts of money for this uh, for this appearance. But anyway, um, in uh, do you want to say anything else about that or no? Yep. <laughs> in related Robert Downey Jr. news, well, uh, uh, more kind of Iron Man-y type news, um, Pepper Potts is not in Civil War. Okay. Do we know uh, why? This is, it, it is explained in the movie. Okay. And uh, she's not she's not dead. Like I'll say that. Don't 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 worry about that. But they do kind of they do touch on it in the movie. Now she was not an Avengers either, right? No, she was not. But they did like they did reference her that she was away dealing with company things, because like, obviously she's the head of uh, Stark Enterprises, mm-hmm. she's the CEO. So she's busy dealing with that stuff and didn't have time to be in the movie. Basically, is what they were saying. Because remember they had the scene in uh, the party scene. Uh, yeah, the party scene when they're talking about Pepper Potts and Jane Foster, uh, him Thor. Right, but yeah, she was. Yeah, so she wasn't in that. I don't. I don't know quite what they're gonna do, but I don't think, like, based on the fact that she wasn't in Lego Avengers either, kind of sounds to me like her contract is up and she's not willing to resign for some reason. Could be. So I don't know quite how they're gonna handle that going forward, but just recast her. They could just recast her. Yeah, they could definitely do that, and I mean. As long as you cast a redhead, uh, some people might not even notice. Like Tony Stark is like, "Oh, you've had a facelift." So like, <laughs> yeah, I think the less you make out of it and just re- replace her, the better you're, the better off you are. Yeah, like the way they did it with like uh, with War Machine and with uh, Bruce Banner as well. Yeah, did those both fine? They just they didn't even. Like acknowledge it basically. Just went, yeah, same guy, same. Um, okay, other news. Uh, Disney has removed Marvel's Inhumans from the release schedule. Dun dun dun, dun dun dun. So it was 
it was supposed to release on July twelfth, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. But it's now just a project they're working on. No release date. Which is a bit it's a bit ominous. However, they have said that it's not cancelled. They just they don't have they don't have a set date for it at this time. Um basically it's been moved back because of uh because of the new schedule because they got a hold of Spider Man and because Ant Man did well, they got the Ant Man sequel on the go. So basically because those two movies came in, it kind of pushed everything else back and then humans has now slipped out of the, the currently in production <laughs> framework, basically. Does this bother you at all? Nope. <laughs> I like the Inhumans on TV. Um, I kind of almost wish that they would just go, ah, you know, like see that Inhumans movie we're going to do. Mm, we're just going to like deal with that in amongst the TV show. Okay, cool. Same by me. Like, yeah, I would rather see that. Or they could even spin off an Inhumans TV show, like on Netflix or something. Like, it would probably work better there than a movie. I agree. But so be it. <laughs> the movie's still coming at some point. Um, there's there's been some cool like little promo things for uh for Civil War. Um, they they did this thing. I don't know if you remember seeing it. They did these kind of news reports about Scott Lang just before Ant-Man came out. Okay. And there were like news reports done from within the MCU. So it was this uh, Christine Everhart, who was a character that was, I think I believe it was Iron Man 2, I think she, she was in. Yeah, I'm sure it was Iron Man 2 she was in. Um, and basically it's her as a newscaster and she is telling you the news story. So in this one, she's talking to another guy about the, uh, the, the destruction and the like previous movies like in the original Avengers and in Age of Ultron and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It quite cool and it's like a nice kind of like viral video type thing as like a, a promo. It, it's something that is still within the MCU that also acts as like a, a promo material. Like I, I, I like it when they do this kind of advertising campaign for movies like that. Okay, so, so we're, this is on the web? Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, if you search for W H I H, W H I H, okay, which is like the name of the network. I, I I don't know what it stands for. Half the time they don't stand for anything. No, no. <laughs> but anyway, it's quite quite cool to see that, like yeah, the way like that done as a kind of different type of advertising. Um, also. Uh, Jeff Goldblum has revealed that he is in talks with either Marvel or DC to play a comic book character in an upcoming movie. He will not reveal which one he's in talks with, though. We could just see Jeff Goldblum playing. Who could I see him playing? Reed Richards? He, he could play Reed Richards. He'd be like an old Reed Richards, though. Well, he t- tends to be on the older side, I think. But, I mean, Jeff Goldblum is is much older than what I would have expected Reed to be. Um, who, else could, who else could he be then? Uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben? <laughs> Uncle Ben, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big Jeff Goldblum fan. Yeah, I mean, like, he's two... The only two roles that 
I man I thing. From. He can be man thing. He could be man thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I would. I would be down for that. <laughs> I mean, the only geriatric characters in the Marvel universe that I can think of is old Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. Uncle Ben, the Vulture, and Aunt May. Yeah, he could be Vulture. Well, but I think then we we thought uh, what Bill Murray was going to be Vulture or something like that a couple of weeks ago. Somebody, um, no, it was someone else. But I think that's been debunked now. Okay, I believe that's been debunked. He could be J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, because we know that uh, like uh, J.K. Simmons that played mm-hmm. uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson and the. First Spider-Man trilogy, and who was actually excellent <laughs> playing the character. Uh, he's now going to be playing, I think it's uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. In the uh, in the DC movies. Ghost Rider. He can't be Ghost Rider. No, no. I, mean, I was just looking at a list of what characters he could play, and they're suggesting he be Ghost Rider, and he should definitely not be Ghost Rider. But yeah, that. that no, Nick Cage picks. already oh. fucked that one up. Yeah. <laughs> be my picks either uh, Vulture or J. Jordan Jameson I think he'd be okay doing those but he's not the best actor Jeff Goldblum I am he's not a, very... a Jeff Goldblum fan at all he's a very weird guy <laughs> yeah and uh, a couple, couple other bits of news um, first of all I did read somewhere that um, Nathan Fillion is in Guardians of the Galaxy too. And supposedly he's playing uh, Wonder Man. I thought he was. I thought he was already in the last one as uh, a uh, nondescript alien. Yeah, that was that's correct. He was uh, a cameo, but he was just the. Uh, yeah. It was just like uh, the voice. But yeah, he's going to be in it, and he's going to be Simon Williams, aka Wonder Man. Now, I'm not quite sure as to exactly how much of a role he's going to have in it. From what I understand, it's going to be like that he, he's on like a movie poster. Because, you know, he's mm-hmm. uh, Simon Williams was like a movie star. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that he's actually going to be like in the movie, quote unquote, but he's going to be as Wonder Man on posters for sure. That could work. That that could be cool. Which again is like a sort of cameo, but it would be cool to see him be in the movie like proper as well. Yeah, I agree. So I hope that pans out. Uh, finally, the only other bit of did you have any other news um, apart from the the Netflix one? No. Okay, so finally, um, I think we've we've discussed it before and. Uh, if you've seen season two of Daredevil, you probably agree that the Punisher needed his own series, and he is now getting his own series on Netflix. Yes, this so th- blew up uh, the internet. What was it, Friday? Yep. <laughs> uh, I was very, very pleased to see this um, Punisher. I, I have you finished watching season two of Daredevil no. yet? Obviously, no. no. <laughs> okay. No, no, no spoilers or anything like that. But like Punisher is. One of the big highlights of Daredevil season two, 
fantastic uh, portrayal of the character by, oh, I'm forgetting the actor's name now, John Bernthal. Um, fantastic portrayal, and he he definitely deserves his own series. And I'm intrigued to I'm intrigued to see what they do with him in that. So I got a I got a question for you, and uh, this is we're going to try and do this without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. Did they leave a place to go for season three of Daredevil, or do you think they wrapped it up at a nice spot to move on to other things? Mm. I, like from the way that I it finishes, I would say it kind of leads it to go into defenders nicely. Okay. Like that. That's the kind of feeling that I got, and like it does leave Punisher free to go his own way. Okay. Like, and Daredevil. I mean, obviously, you could come up with a story. I mean, uh, a storyline for Daredevil and do another season, pretty much, but. They they kind of have it a place where if if there was never a season three of Daredevil, it would be okay. It would not be okay, but with me, I would be <laughs> signing all the petitions, going where the fuck is Daredevil season three? But <laughs> but um, like in terms of story and whatnot, they've they've set it up for for it to go into for it to go into defenders. Okay, and I I'll, I'll say no more no yeah. no more about it. And I don't want to like. I know that we've not quite covered it on the the show as of yet, so we'll, we'll leave that for the the spoiler spoiler cast. At this point, I mean, I was gonna have to rewatch them anyways, but yeah, I can barely remember what happened in the first two episodes <laughs> of Daredevil. It's been it's been a month. So, all right, uh, that it for news. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, I don't think I saw anything else. Um, let me just double check, but no, I, the, the Punisher series I think could be awesome, and it'll be it'll be good to see the Punisher like really getting the limelight. He did get quite a lot of it in uh, in season two. Like there was a lot of stuff about Frank Castle and the Punisher, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the way he's kind of set up by the end of the season, well, he it's gonna be gonna be a great show to watch that the Punisher. Um. Don't think there's anything else for. Uh, oh, I will say, uh, Civil War has uh, passed 200 million worldwide already, which is on track for a, a good opening. And it's—I mean, it's not even open in America yet. No. Right. Uh, yeah, it's going. It's going. To, Justice League is going to look at uh, Civil War and say, "What the fuck? What? How did we <laughs> fuck it up that bad?" Oh, you mean like uh, Batman v Superman? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that Civil War is going to pass that quite comfortably. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, that, I think that's it. All right. Well, then let's move on to this week's episode, which was called the Singularity. Singularity, yes. Science words. Okay, so. Uh, Season 3, episode 18, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The the Singularity. So we see the the aftermath of Daisy's breakout. All the the S.H.I.E.L.D. base is all wrecked. And uh, we see that Lincoln can reboot the electricity. Which is always handy. You don't need a breaker, you just need a Lincoln. 
Uh, Mac and May talk a bit about Daisy, and uh, they mentioned that she could have leveled the building and could have killed them all, but didn't. So Hype doesn't, he's not necessarily wanting to kill them, he just wants to stop them from getting to him. And now, I don't know if you noticed, but in, did you think that May's acting was a bit shit in this scene? <laughs> She had, but she did get off one good line. Yeah, she had like a like a couple of decent little bits in it, but like yeah. overall, she just she didn't like uh, she didn't seem herself, which was very it was very weird. And now my prediction, based on this one scene of bad acting from her, which she, uh, the uh, what's the actress name again? Um, Ming Na Wei. Ming Na Wen. Yeah, right. Ming Na Wen. Um, she's a good actress. <laughs> In this scene, she was just totally flat and deadpan and not not. I know May is kind of like that, but she wasn't like she wasn't May in the scene. She was like an actress in a grumpy bad bad mood because I think that she's been told that her character is going to die at the end of the season. My prediction. This May in the Quinjet. I, I, well, that was what I told you last week. I think May is the one that, that dies this this season. Yep. You did say that last week. Well, <laughs> I've forgotten that. <laughs> do anything. I do it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, I agree with your prediction then. But based on this bad acting. I think, I, um, well, I mean, I, I kind of liked the scene because it was all, you know, it was business May. And that's kind of how I took it. And her, you know, the her saying, "Well, people don't come to me to discuss their feelings," mm-hmm. or uh, and and uh, Mac going, "I get that," you know, I I mm-hmm. liked I liked that bit between them, but I mean mm-hmm. that's just the way she is. I would I would agree with you, but I mean, she was a bit like she wasn't as into the kind of deadpan. This is normal. It didn't feel like me. It felt like. A grumpy, grumpy actress. <laughs> I don't know, just this. But yeah, I think her character's getting killed off then. Um. Anyway, we see then Coulson uh, briefing the team on the mission, and May puts the bird in the air, <laughs> turning it sideways to uh, get out of the broken hangar doors, which was kind of. Uh, see, and this was looking. this was this was this was the other part of the scene that I kind of like. Yeah. Oh no, I like this. Yeah. You know where she goes. Uh, well, um, you, you know, she goes. Yeah, but you're not going to like it. Or yeah, it's a little bit risky. Or so, you know. And she had that wry smile. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, it's gonna. <laughs> this is gonna be fun because because it made May smile. Think about that. You no, no, know it's like- gonna be <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> This is I where mean, the shit gets real. I, d- I don't know what kind of G-forces are involved there, but I can't imagine <laughs> that it's nice on the stomach, that. Like, I mean, it's bad enough going going on a plane, like, in a normal takeoff. Um, I- I'd imagine a vertical takeoff is probably even worse. And, like, whatever the fuck you'd call this, like, a vertical sideways takeoff was just... Diagonal? <laughs> <laughs> Diagonal vertical sideways takeoff, yeah. You're, like... you're going to be sick, like... <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, it just, so see, you're saying she seemed a little wooden or pissed or something. I think, A, first of all, she's pissed because 
Daisy just destroyed their base and betrayed them. And B, there's a lot of injured people, and they're in an emergency situation. And you know that's you know that's when May just becomes cold and robotic, and you know uh, goal based. And then just that's just the way she is. And so I I did I didn't pick up on it as bad acting. I picked on it as May uh, shutting down and becoming the robot that we know she can become. Okay. And then the you know, and then you got to see, uh, yeah, Coulson has a has a plan, but you're not gonna like it, and the and the little smile, which means, you know, you you knew it was gonna be something special, and it was. Yeah, that takeoff was was pretty crazy. <laughs> and we then see Hive and Daisy overlooking a city. Now, do you know, did you know what city this was? I'm gonna guess it was L.A. Say- yeah, because they never said that's where she was originally when we met her in the series. Yeah. That's that's why I'm thinking it was L.A. I mean, okay. I am not very good with the L.A. skyline. It's not something uh, w- that I would ever really uh, know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not it's not an iconic skyline. I mean, the New York skyline is something that people... I mean, there's just so many buildings that are just recognizable. San Francisco, mm. I'd probably recognize that because you'd probably see the Golden Gate Bridge somewhere near it. London, you yep. know, you would mm. have uh, the Millennium or whatever they called it, Ferris wheel, you would see Big Ben, you would see, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. there'd be things to see. Paris, you know. Um, mm. L.A.? Yeah, I I wouldn't know it. The only way I might know it is of those big cities that we just mentioned, other than San Francisco, uh, it is probably the only one where uh, near hills like that, the quote-unquote Hollywood Hills. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that would be my guess. And they, they mentioned that... Um... Uh, Daisy used to go there when she, uh, when she was still kind of a hacker, and she used to live in her van. Basically, she used to go there and sleep there in her van. Yep. Uh, Hive mentions that Ward is glad that he is dead because <laughs> he was a what was it? he was a thirsty soul. <laughs> yeah, I picked that up on my second uh, listening. I was like, odd. Hmm. And uh, Daisy mentions that her the emptiness that she'd felt previously, like when she'd been searching for family and all that sort of stuff, um, she no longer feels that the emptiness is gone. Uh, we then see Coulson, Lincoln, Fitz and Simmons discussing Hive, and they mention that people who are infected by Hive are kind of addicted to Hive. Now, this is obviously only in humans. Um, basically, it, because he kills all, he just kills humans. Uh, basically, Hive flushes the pleasure sensors in the brain and makes people happy all the time. Uh, the Hive parasites also make the infected people immune to ISILs because of this. So their, uh, their ISIL bullets will not work. They're going to have to use real bullets and kill all their friends. Sad face. Uh, they also discuss um, Dr. Holden Radcliffe. He was the lead researcher at the agrochemical laboratory that they raided the other week. 
Uh, he was fired a month before for conducting irregular experiments, so he wasn't there when they raided the place. Or during the, the cleansing, when they destroyed everything. Uh, they think that he's the key to finding the cure to uh, the hive disease sort of thing. Now, who raided uh, the the base? Was it S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, S.H.I.E.L.D. raided it, but obviously it had already been gone over by, uh, by Hive and technically Hydra. Because remember, Malik had the hostile okay. takeover? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm trying... The the name was throwing me. Okay, yes. All right. So, like, by the time Shield got mm-hmm. there, they'd already basically mm-hmm. destroyed all the evidence. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, this guy is a transhumanist who is someone who believes in using science and technology to become more than human. Uh, things such as superintelligence, which we already have that, Chippy. Right. And, Just and also listen to the show. Exactly, yeah. And obviously uh, Digital Immortality, which we've achieved that as well. <laughs> we have many episodes of our podcast available, and they'll be available forever. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for our, uh, our the generations past us. Yes, the future generations yes. will be can be tortured by Andy and I. Yep. In a thousand years' time, yep. we'll still be here. <laughs> Please send us a uh, iTunes reviews. <laughs> You're 3,060. <laughs> I think iTunes will still exist then. I'm sure it will. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, they think that uh, this guy, uh, Dr. Radcliffe, is in Romania. And Fitzsimmons, Mac, Fitzsimmons and Mac are tasked with finding him. Uh, Fitz and Simmons talk professionally. But what happened between them and awkwardly talk about where the relationship is going once they have sex. <laughs> it just, just it was... throwing it out there and then May walks into the room. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Bad really funny, timing. Yeah. Uh, and, and May gives Simmons a gun just in case. Uh, unrelated to uh, her and Fitz having sex, though. No, but it was a very awkward... Uh... An awkward exchange. <laughs> it was, but it was so funny. Yes. <laughs> uh, Hive then calls Daisy Sky. <laughs> and she kind of opens up to him and explains her name change and all about her parents and whatnot. And uh, basically, she's like, well, why am I telling you this? Because <laughs> you're, you're fucking a bad... You're the bad guy. But then she's... Uh, basically, they've got a connection... Essentially because he has possessed her. That's why they have a connection. True. But obviously she, she doesn't really see this because she is all doughy-eyed for Hive. Uh, Talbot then skypes Coulson with actionable Hydra intel, uh, f- which is the stuff that Malik gave them, I think, I think it was last week. But Coulson kind of blows him off because he's got more important things to do. Saving Daisy. Uh, he tells Talbot to sort it out himself. He has the resources. And then hangs up on him, which was just <laughs> very funny. Stalbert's trying to talk away to him, and Coulson's like, no, 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 bye-bye. Yeah, poor Talbot. He he doesn't he doesn't like... He, Coulson is using the ability that he's now Talbot's boss uh, and having some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, I mean, Talbot is capable of dealing with these things, so... Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Coulson's giving him orders and go and get it done. Uh, Coulson decides that they should go and get Alicia, Alicia, who is the kind of multiple inhuman. She can kind of clone herself. The ginger ninja, as we like to refer the, to her. The ginger ninja. I knew there was a word and I think we had for her. And uh, we see Hive uh, again talking to Daisy and he says that he wants no more war or pain and he, he plans to take back the planet off and make it the home that Inhumans deserve. Uh, Sims and Fitz plan to go to this high-class establishment which is a front for black market tech and augmentations uh, that Radcliffe was spotted at before. They take some uh, magic eyes with them Yep, the same sort of tech that was in Deathlock, and it looked so creepy when he opens up the case. He's just got like two eyes with like <laughs> wires coming out the back of them. Very weird. It's just it's just a stripped down Oculus Rift. Basically, yeah, basically. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lincoln wants to go on the mission to retrieve Alicia. Uh, May says no, no way, because. Hive could control him. But Coulson wants him there. With one small uh, caveat. A murder vest. Everybody needs a good murder vest. Basically, if, if Hive manages to get control of him, then boom. May, may can blow him up. <laughs> <laughs> I did like this exchange. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you guys would like that, yeah? Like, you could just blow me up and go back to your little happy three-person family. Coulson, me, and Daisy. <laughs> You're like, okay, Lincoln, that's a bit weird, but he, he okay. is. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. He's a whiny bitch. <laughs> They're telling him to put on a murder vest. Like, I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, okay, now you guys have got this. I'll stay home. No murder vest for me. But I want to go. Okay, then put on the murder vest. But I don't want to put on the murder vest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, we then see Fitz and Simmons looking all nice, all dressed up, going to the club. Um, Fitz wears some Google glasses so that Matt can see his feed, and they use a kind of x-ray sort of vision, and Matt sees that everybody in the room is enhanced with, in some kind of way with tech. Like replacement arms and uh, bones and, and all sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coulson, on the other mission, tells me not to kill Daisy, which is a bit kind of, well, you're telling me if Lincoln gets controlled, kill Lincoln, but Daisy is controlled. If you get the shot, don't take it. Like, how does that make sense? Coulson's judgment is totally clouded here. Totally. But he, you know, Daisy is family. Mm Mm-hmm. Linky's Lincoln's a whiny douchebag. <laughs> Lincoln is kind of what the Coulson. Well, yeah. You can die as long as we get Daisy back. I don't care. That's what he says. No, he doesn't actually say that, but that is kind of that's kind of what he's implying to me, essentially. But yeah, uh, Lincoln meets with Alicia, and she claims not to have seen Daisy. However, one of her uh, multiples attacks him. You're like, oh, okay, something's going on here. Why is she attacking? Uh, we then see Daisy and Hive going to see James, the Australian Inhuman from a couple of weeks ago, who is always drunk. Because I think it's like a, a bit of an Australian stereotype here. He's 
He's like, yeah, I'm Australian. I'm always drunk. I'm like, okay, James. <laughs> I don't think that's typical of all Australians. But certainly James likes likes a drink. James likes to drink, and uh, I mean, I, I just think he's a drunk. I didn't put it to anything that he uh, is an Australian drunk. He's just a drunk. Well, I that mean, happens to be from Australia. I mean, he does say it himself. He's like, "Yeah, I'm Australian. I'm always drunk." Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, Hive calls him out because the uh, the Cree artifact that. He gave to Daisy and Lincoln is missing its companion piece, and uh, James claims to know nothing about it, and is uh, protesting basically. And Daisy just drops the mic on him, or drops a terrigen crystal at his feet, which is kind of what he always wanted, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we do see that. Alicia has obviously already been visited by Hive and Daisy and is now under Hive's control. So we see two Alicias fighting Lincoln and May in, in quite a quite a cool scene. Mm. Um not not the best fight scene of the of the series. Certainly not a patch on the uh, the one in the locked room with May. That was a good one. But yeah, this one is okay. However, I was kinda surprised that Alicia did manage to take down May. I was impressed by that. But, I mean, real. well, I mean, do you think she's, like, sort of locking into Hive's skill set a wee bit? Hmm. Because, obviously, she's under the control of Hive, and I wouldn't have said that Alicia would have been a strong enough fighter to take take on May, like, because May is a very skilled hand-to-hand combatant. But for Alicia to be able to knock her down, like maybe she's tapping into like some of Hive's other people that uh, that he's got under control, like Daisy, Grant for Ward. example. Grant Ward, yeah. Okay, I work. I can work with that because I think uh, Alicia is it Alicia or Felicia? Uh, Alicia. Oh, yeah. Alicia. Okay, I think Alicia may have some skills. But I don't think she's on the level of May, and she does take her down. Yep. So one of them, uh, one of the Alicia's, manages to knock uh, May down. Uh, Lincoln threatens to kill the other, uh, the other one. So the first Alicia shoots her in the head to save him the trouble, and then uh, turns her gun on May. Uh, she's basically about to pull the trigger on May when a, a sneaky Coulson uh, shoots her in the head, killing her. Because, as you know, ISOs don't work on them. So, gotta kill them. True. However, these were just just the doubles. The original Alicia is with Hive and does feel their deaths. uh, But she says that she's happy that she made the sacrifice. And (laughs) if you need any more proof that these people are, like, not in their right minds, it's right there. Like, we've seen previously when one of our like uh, doubles has been killed she is distraught and like totally out of sorts for quite a while mm-hmm. um however here she's just kind of a little bit rattled but yeah i'm happy to make the sacrifice um yep so then james we see james breaks out of his husk and makes stuff explode with his hands 
and he's kind of like the way most Inhumans are when they first come out. They're cocoons. He he struggles to adapt to his powers. Um, everything he touches is blowing up, and his is kind his kind of the way where if you remember what happened with Joey when he first came out of his husk, like he was touching stuff that was melting, and he wasn't sure like what was going on, how to control it, etc. Um, however, Hive's right there, takes him straight out of his control, and has, and he's got instant control over his powers. Uh, we find out that James had buried the missing piece uh, of the Cree tech. Uh, Daisy quakes it up, and what is it? It's the only thing that can destroy Hive. Well, that's a really ominous thing to see. Did they actually show what it was? It, it looked like a proton pack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, uh, I think it kind of looked like something that, see that ball thing? Mm-hmm. It looked like something that the ball would sit on top of. Okay. But it looked like a like a proton backpack, like Ghostbusters. Okay. Without obviously the uh, the gun bit attached to it. But if you think of the backpack part, look at like that. Um, over at the uh, augmentation club, uh, people are staring at Fitz and Simmons, and they're they're not quite sure why. <laughs> could be their tech. Could be. They're Fitz and Simmons, and they, they look nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go to an elevator and ask for Dr. Radcliffe. Uh, a lady approaches them. Yep. This was awkward. I, I th- we are we are doc- we are scientists. It was it just sounded yeah. so stupid. I know because I mean you would expect that there would be a lot of like scientists in that room. And none of them would, would approach just, just, like that. I mean, maybe it's just awkward fits being awkward fits, but it just came off as arrogant, cold, wooden. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I just hated the whole exchange. I think he needed to channel his uh, James Bond a little bit more here. Because he had, the, he has the look, the James Bond look going on, and he could have, they could have easily went, uh, pulled a more kind of James Bond with that, and made him, like, have that air of confidence about him, and he, he, he just didn't have it here. But uh, they get approached by a lady called Anon, who asks them if they have an appointment with the doctor, and uh, Mac looks at her through the through the glasses, and he tells. Uh, Fitz and Simmons that she's been augmented in ways you wouldn't appreciate and uh, Max says he needs to get out more and we don't see what these ways are <laughs> so I wouldn't like to speculate on them but Mac is peeking in the wrong areas I think <laughs> um, Fitz and Simmons tell and on that their tech is for Dr. Radcliffe or no one at all now she does something really cool here, and I don't think this is what Mac was talking about. <laughs> but uh, she pulls up a schedule on her arm, like literally on her arm. It's yep. kind of like Stark, kind of like Stark tech, but it's embedded like under her skin. Um, I mean, imagine having like a smartphone embedded in your like in your arm. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like. I don't know how practical it would be in the real world, but it looks cool. Mm. I uh, yeah, I I I don't know if I would do this or not. I think I would. 
<laughs> yeah, but you could could watch things on your arm. Watch a movie. Yeah. I don't know. Would I watch would I watch Agents of Shield on my arm? It'd be annoying. No, I don't think I would I don't think I would do it. <laughs> but I mean, this is technology that you could potentially see. Like mm-hmm. in the future. Definitely. It it seems it doesn't seem that far fetched. But yeah, so she builds up the schedule and uh, tells them to go and wait in the bar. Uh, Coulson, uh, Coulson basically benches Lincoln, uh, puts him out of the field until they can find a cure. And he does again kind of give him into trouble for being a bit overzealous because when he had the Alicia double, he was like crackling with electricity all over him. He was going like full electro there. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, he didn't become infected. I mean, is is it only Hive that can infect him? Because, I, I mean, I would think it would almost that once you've been infected, you become a carrier and can spread it to other inhumans as well. Um, I don't think so, because the way it seems to work with Hive is like he basically puts out X amount of his cells into another inhuman and they burrow themselves like into the brain of that inhuman so it doesn't seem as if they'd like there'd be enough of them in there to come back out and take over another one alright from my like understanding of what Hive's power seems to be okay but um yes I'm pretty sure it needs to be the Hive original the ward one that, uh, that takes over them So far, that seems um, to be the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, May is a bit rattled, and Coulson apologizes for taking advantage of her, uh, and kind of implies that yeah, his judgment is somewhat impaired when it comes to Daisy. And she says to him, "Oh, Phil, you're not her father." <laughs> and he says, "I know, but she's the closest thing I have to a daughter," which is is obviously why he's. Uh, not wanting them to kill her, even though she is totally under the control of Hive at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shield then picks up some unusual seismic activity in South Dakota, so who's up? Uh, back over at the uh, this uh, black market tech bar, uh, Simmons drinks from a light-up glass, which looks very cool. I want a light-up glass. And Fitz and Simmons go offline to chat. <laughs> And they talk about the singularity and this, the defining moment. And it's basically science dirty talk. <laughs> like, it's totally what it was. Like, they're talking about the event horizon and, and you're just like, yeah, okay. Science dirty talk. Pillow talk. And, pillow talk, yeah. And <laughs> at the end of it, they basically go, yeah, stop thinking, just do. Uh, Anon comes back and Fitz puts the glasses back on and they go into a lift with her. Uh, they get led to an operating theatre with a man who has his eye ready to be replaced by one of their uh, one of their new eyes. Uh, they kind of take a sidebar for a minute to converse with themselves and Mac. And they're like, okay, well, this seems extremely unethical. But, yeah, they've done more questionable things for S.H.I.E.L.D. before. So, yeah, that's, let's do it. <laughs> uh, Simmons then grabs a needle... And injects this eye with a, it's a, I think it's like a, what's it called? 
sedative. 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 All right. That uh, something to numb the pain. Mm-hmm. That sort of, that sort of anesthesia. Thing. Anesthesia. Anesthetic. There you go. That's what it was. Uh, injects his eye with uh, anesthesia, and the guy then reveals himself to be Doctor Radcliffe, and he's already had his eye replaced with an enhanced eye, and it has like some sort of bird. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, bird membranes or something in it. You kind of are uh, skipping the big part here. Where she just goes and jams this needle into his eye. Mm-hmm. Freaking out fits. <laughs> and uh, the doctor grabs the, or the, the patient, because we don't know it's the doctor at, at first, uh, grabs the needle, pulls it out of his eye, and sits up. Yeah, as you would. <laughs> I would get a fright and sit up. I mean, it yeah. was freaky. Yeah, it was kind of strange, and uh, I think this—he's a weird guy. But yeah, he's—he's uh, like, yep, this is kind of smoking mirrors, and the devil and God is in the details. He—he uh, he kind of takes a look at the eyes that they've brought from to see, and uh, and he says that they've seen uh, similar tech before. Uh, you mentioned Cybertech's ugly misuse of science, obviously with regards to the the Deathlock project and the having the uh, the eyes with the bombs attached to them. Right. Um, meanwhile, Coulson and May find uh, James's cocoon and a hole in his floor with something missing. Uh, back over at the the bar slash lab. Uh, Fitz tells uh, Dr. Radcliffe and Anon that they are actually S.H.I.E.L.D. Cause they were, basically because they were involved with cyber cyber tech through the eyes and stuff like that. He had been thinking that they might be Hydra. Mm-hmm. But as soon as uh, Fitz tells them that they're S.H.I.E.L.D., Anon calls for reinforcements using her magical arm device thing. Uh, Fitz asks for Radcliffe's, Radcliffe's help in dealing with Hive and tells him about Inhumans. Uh, Mac at this point leaves the hotel room to come and help and Simmons gets dragged off by one of the reinforcements. Uh, Fitz beats up the other ones. Quite surprisingly, because I mean, we haven't seen Fitz do that much fighting, but he managed to take out these guys okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in the desert, uh, we see that James's house is rigged to blow. Um, there's no time to escape, so Coulson and May dive into the hole that's in the floor, and the house explodes. And and surely they die, you would think. But no, Coulson emerges from the rubble, having used a Captain America-style hollow shield to protect them, which was cool as fuck. The director of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a shield. <laughs> A shield, shield. A shield, shield. Yeah. What? What did you think of the shield? I thought it was badass. I want one. Yep. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, it is like a nod to the comic books as well, because in the comics, Cap does get like a shield like this, a hollow shield. Very cool. I did not expect that to happen at all, and uh, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, it was like a holy shit moment for Clark Gregg as well when he found out that he got to do this. Yeah. I, I, this was cool. And we need to see more of this. 
Yeah, I'd like to see more of the shield and like imagine he gets to throw the shield. <laughs> like gets to emulate his hero. Like it'd be so good. Um we then see uh Talbot oh, sorry, uh, Talbot also calls Colson <laughs> here and Colson's like, Yeah, this isn't a good time But <laughs> just as he's like emerging from the rubble. Um, however, his leg is still causing him a bit of bother. <laughs> uh, Fitz offers to help Radcliffe if, if he helps them, uh, basically with helps them fix Daisy. Um, and do you know what I noticed about the whole like interchanges between Fitz and Radcliffe? I thought it was quite interesting that uh, Fitz's acting is better than Radcliffe's acting, which is quite amusing because like John Hanna is. I like a Scottish actor as well. He's actually from like where I where I live. <laughs> okay. Um, from like the same town, but um, he's probably like one of uh, Ian DeKerstacker's heroes because he's like a really famous Scottish actor and fits totally how I acted him in the scene. Like, it was very strange. <laughs> well, I Fitz is playing Fitz. And this guy is playing a quote-unquote uh, uptight doctor who has slowly turned himself into a robot slash cyborg. So maybe he's losing his humanity. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely could be. But I just felt like his acting was a little bit kind of off. But uh, I think, like, Andy Kerstack is kind of, like, actually an un- underrated actor. Okay. Um, he's, a- he's actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it- but we don't get to see any more of that because Daisy busts into the room, uh, quaking the doors open as she does. Uh, Simmons, who uh, has obviously been captured, bumps into Hive, who skins her captor alive, as he does. But he doesn't kill Simmons. Uh, meanwhile, James also gets to the, the bar part of it, and he wants a drink because he's an alcoholic. or he, Maybe he's not an alcoholic. He just likes to, to have a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, <laughs> he blows up some glasses when the bartender doesn't let him have a drink. Uh, the bar patrons then flee, and Mac arrives and confronts him. And James kind of has a dig at him about like being one of uh, Daisy's many, many henchmen that follow her around. <laughs> And he also asks Mac, what are your muscles made of? And Mac just goes, me. <laughs> Which was uh, pretty badass. And he then throws... Hmm? Oh, I, I have a feeling he's joining the cast next season. He's going to be the new um, hunter. Yeah, I mean, as long as they can get him out from under Hive's control. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that happening. Maybe even this season. Yeah, I mean, he, he I mean, he's just got some great one-liners, mm-hmm. and he belongs yep. on the he he belongs on the Secret Warriors. Yeah, he deserves to get some screen time. And I mean, as far as that, like I did, I think we discussed this before. I'm pretty sure he is the character that's in the Secret Warriors. Uh, I, f- I forget what his name is J J P. I think it is. What's it? Do you in, remember his, in the comic na- book. his name? I'm sure it was in either Inferno or Hellfire. Okay, I'll do a little looking. 
Um, yeah, so he throws. He then throws an exploding lamp at Mac. Uh, meanwhile, Daisy takes down the uh, the reinforcements and Anon, and Alicia takes Doctor Radcliffe away. Daisy then quakes, fits into a wall, and says, "We need to talk." Um, Hive, meanwhile, channels Will uh, while talking to Simmons, and he says that he's never been able to resist doing something when the odds are impossible. Uh, we see James playing around with some nicknames. Uh, he he toys around with Inferno, which he likes but doesn't love. Uh, Firestarter, which is a, a bit 90s. is a reference to a Prodigy song. Uh, Bur- Burning Man, which is a, a hippie <laughs> fest <laughs> over this way. The, the Burning Man Festival. Yeah. Oh, well, I, th- I think actually it's Burning Man's in America, isn't it? In yep, California. You get, I think. It's out yeah, in the desert. We have... Okay, because we have the, the Wicker Man Festival over here. Okay. And then Max says, well, how about, how about blow hard? <laughs> Which is, uh, is, is brilliant. It should be called that, but I don't like it. Uh, James throws an exploding cocktail shaker at Mac. He throws the bottle of booze at him at the same time, and they obviously hit each other and explodes, uh, allowing Mac to escape. Daisy then Darth Vader force chokes Fitz. And she tells him to stop trying to save her. Uh, she claims that she knows what she is saying. And Daisy and Hive tell Fitz and Simmons it's in their best interest to stay away. Uh, Daisy then threatens that next time she comes across Fitz coming after her, she'll snap his neck. <laughs> Which is a bit brutal, but okay. Uh, Simmons then shoots Hive in the stomach and runs off. Back at HQ, it's a thing. Malik's intel was good, and Talbot is about to take down Hydra's infrastructure. Uh, commence decap, which I thought was a, a, quite a funny line. Because obviously, like, cut, bit cut off one head, and two more take its place. Uh, back at the rendezvous, Simmons and Mac discuss what they saw, and... Simmons is happy that she finally got to shoot Ward, but obviously didn't really do any lasting damage. And Mac knows that Fitz and Simmons are a thing because Bobby and Hunter used to pull this same oh, my comms are broken trick. <laughs> Which was an, a nice little nod uh, to he, them. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, the head has now been cut. Hydra has been eliminated, just like that. Uh, do you think this is this is the last we've seen of Hydra? Yes. I th- I think they're going in a different direction. I just think it was kind of done, you know, most of it was done off screen. It was we just oh, kind yeah, of, all of it, was, it, yeah. it was just very uh anticlimactic. Mm. I was like, seriously? That's how you're going to end the thing? We all well, we just wiped them out over yeah, a Skype call. <laughs> Not even a Skype call. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, yeah, everyone's gone. Okay, boop. cool. Look, boop, at look at the map. Oh, boop, 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 boop. We lights, win. Lights are gone. It, it's <laughs> like a bad okay. '80s RTS game. Yeah, or it's like a game of Risk. Yeah, <laughs> Command and Conquer. Some, I was like, seriously. 
Yeah, but um, I don't think this is the last that we've seen of Hydra, but I do think it's the last we've seen of them, certainly this season. Um, I, th- I think it's probably a smart move because Hydra's been so in amongst everything that's been going on that they need to make it go away for a while to then bring it back at some point. And, and it makes sense, and I'd like to see like one of the other organisations get a bit of time in the limelight. Because we've seen a lot of Hydra, and it's done a lot of good kind of backstory building. Mm. Uh, which is, I mean, what this TV show is all about, like, essentially building, like, a backbone for the movies and stuff. And it gives a lot of lore to Hydra, who is very instrumental in all, all the movies. I mean, look at, look at Winter Soldier. Um, but also, I do think that they should go away for a little while and we can get another one of the kind of organizations come in and we see a bit more of them, like Rocks on or AIM or, or someone like that. Yeah, Where's I've, MODOK? Where the, is MODOK? <laughs> the, I, I do agree to an extent that we need more than, than uh, Hydra as our big bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but whether or not they've been completely wiped out, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's the the very last we've seen of them. But for this season, no, no more Hydra. Uh, we then see Fitz getting back to the rendezvous as well, and conveniently, Mac is loading equipment, so Fitz and Simmons get some alone time to talk. But as they kind of already discussed, don't talk, just do. And yeah, that's kind of what they do. <laughs> uh, they do mention that uh, Gemma's hands are like little ice buckets, but uh, Fitz will do his best to power through. <laughs> and and they get they finally get their moment in the sun, or in the sack in this case, or in the sack. Yes, yes. Um, and that's the the end of the episode. We do have the after credits scene where uh, James tries out another name, which uh, he tries Hellfire. Which mm-hmm. she says is be- better than Scorch, who we obviously already s- saw Scorch and he died in season one, but he thinks it might be a bit too much. Uh, Hive and his Inhumans then walk and talk to Dr. Radcliffe, and they basically they plan to recreate the same Cree experiment that was done to Hive, and they begin here. Um, what, you bought us a house? No, no, no. Hive bought the whole damn town. No, I bought the ho- a hotel, I thought he said. No, he bought the whole town. Whole town. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, whole, whole town. <laughs> All right. I thought he town. said hotel, and I watched this thing twice. Yeah. No, definitely uh, town. Uh, Hive has developed an accent, which sucks. Mm. I, I do not like the Hive accent. No, and I don't like the fact that they're still using Ward's, like Ward's body for it. Because they've just kind of cheapened his character and his character arc. Because he went through so much like cool stuff. And I think mm-hmm. if they just killed him off, then that would have been fine. But now, like every time I see Hive, they're just like cheapening like Ward and all the all the stuff that he went through. Because I really liked Grant Ward as a character. And this is just like zombie Ward that they don't like. So I'd rather they, they went with a different actor or... or uh, like, see, even if it was Will, I'd be fine with it being Will come back or, or someone else. Yeah. But no, Hive now has Hive Town. <laughs> Hiveville. 
So, what did you think of this episode? Um, it's setting up a lot. I mean, there was a uh, there were things that I really did like. I, the I, it's moving a plot forward. We're starting to see where this is going. You know, things are going to get worse. And then uh, I, you know, things are going to get worse. And uh, think you know, but we're we're seeing where this game is going. You got to remember, there's still a nuke or a missile out there that's going to do something. Yep. That we don't know where where uh, where that comes in. But Hive sold a bunch of psychos a missile. Um. We so we have that, and I did was able to confirm JT James is Hellfire and a secret warrior. Uh, the only difference is the Hellfire in the comic books got his ability from you, uh, he was a, a descendant of the Phantom Rider. That's right, yeah. I, I think we did, I think we did discuss this b- before, but I mean, it makes sense for him to be an inhuman, yeah. So, and the, but anyways, back to the episode. Um, so I like there. There were scenes that I liked. We're starting to see where this is going. But then there were things that I really didn't like, like how they ended Hydra. Mm, yeah, this should be, a, you know, ending Hydra should be a season finale, two-hour epic. Not. Boop. We're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, so uh, th- that was disappointing. Um, some of the scenes were weird. Some of the scenes, like you said, weren't didn't seem acted well. Uh, the the club stuff with Fitz and Simmons just didn't feel right to an extent. Uh, them knocking boots was as awkward as you can expect them uh, uh, that type of scene to go with the two of them, and so it kind of worked. For I thought, yeah, it it was kind of it was kind of cute almost. Yeah. Like they finally got got their moment, like because it's been build they've been building up to that for like three seasons now, right? And, and it was nice that they finally got like their moment together. Um. What? It's it move. I guess it's an episode that moves the plot forward. Did it do it well? Some of it was done well. Some mm-hmm. of it was. I think you know. I think they're running out of time, and they have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have three, four episodes left, and they need to finish. And uh, they have a lot to get through. Yep, definitely. So. But yeah, a lot, a lot of. I mean, I watched it twice, and I was still kind of, huh. It, mm. it it was choppy. I guess is the best way to put it. It it was kind of choppy. Yeah, I mean, it, it did have one of my favorite moments from Shield when like Coulson got to use the shields. Like that was mm. awesome. But like it was a kind of meh episode overall. It, especially like the, some of the action in it was was pretty decent. But obviously, I've just come out of seeing Civil War, so like <laughs> I've still got that fresh in my mind mm-hmm. and then I'm seeing like this sort of action, I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Like <laughs> now, were you a- able to see any tie-ins between Shield and Civil War? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Nope. And not not that not that I noticed. But bear in mind, I was uh, I was quite tired when I did watch the movie. Okay. Because uh, I did I did see it at midnight, and I, I certainly didn't see any ties in this episode to the the Civil War movie. Um, we so we've got we've got two ep we've got um what next week's episode okay is called failed experiments and I, I've got the synopsis for the next two episodes here. Okay. So next week's episode the the synopsis says Coulson and his team race to combat hives control of the Inhumans as their enemy's deadly plan for the human race is revealed on Marvel's Agents Shield, which so that's the episode from Tuesday, which is like the day after tomorrow at our current time of recording. Um, so that sounds like we're going to find out about the bomb, and and I reckon that's a Terrigen bomb they're going to make. Mm-hmm. That that's what it sounds like to me. There, so they can get all the humans and get rid of all the humans in one fell swoop. Makes total sense. It's like a, that's a total high thing to do. All right. Well, we uh, should we get into some twitters here? I'm starting to read them. And yeah, let's go for it. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. all right. We're starting with Rennie. Uh, this well, it's been a while since we've done an episode. So, uh, Cassie Shield, love how the episodes are tying together, bringing all the emotional baggage, loose threads, and people to deal with things. I fell in love with who, the who was hyped trick. Believed Yo-Yo was the one. I'm glad it was Sky. Just hope they won't bring Sky Ward back. Well, yeah, we did see a little bit, a little bit of that this week. With it, the- first of all, it's not Skyward; it's Dave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, Dave. Dave. <laughs> we're we're making that a thing. Yeah, definitely. Yes, we're, Dave. we're definitely going with Dave. Uh, so then we have Mike. Excuse me, Andy, but I'm loving the Hive character and hoping he survives the season. And then Mike also uh, then calls me out going, I'm thinking Lincoln, Lincoln better hope Chip never gets near that watch trigger for his murder vest. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just, just like Hydra. Boop! Done. <laughs> uh, Mike, again, call me an optimist, but Daisy doesn't seem 100% under Hive's control. I completely agree. Yeah, um, I mean, I did mention like about our our eye uh, mm. last week, and uh, sometimes she seemed like that in this episode, and sometimes not. Like it could be, it could be a thing, or it could just be like the the way she's happened to be looking when they've shot those style scenes. But I, I would kind of agree as well that she's she does seem to be fighting it. I mean, she's a strong mm. like personality. She mm-hmm. like she would try and fight against that. Is she just going deep cover? Potentially, yeah. But I don't think I don't think she could be immune to it. Like it doesn't seem no one yeah. seems to be able to be like immune to it at all. Yeah, I I'm I'm not sure. Mm. Mike also said, uh, "Good for May, good for May calling Phil out on his hypocrisy." Yep, totally agree. 
Uh, Mike also says, Hive says Phil has underestimates Daisy's power, but he may have done the same. Yeah, you know, I can see Daisy turning. I don't think, uh, I don't, I just get the feeling just from the things she say, the way she acts, she, there's something, I don't think she's under, completely under his sway. Possibly not. Um, I, I did think it was interesting as well that he he does. He only seems to be able to control people once they have uh, gone through teragenesis. Like if you notice with mm-hmm. James, mm-hmm. like he didn't try and take control of him until after he emerged from his cocoon, or his husk, as they call it. Right. So if you're an inhuman that's not been exposed to teragen yet, then what happens if he tries to control you, or like he sends mm-hmm. his hive things at you? Does he just like eat you? Yes. <laughs> I think so. I no, yeah. no, I'm not joking. I think that's the way it works. Um, here's my rebuttal to Mike's suggestions here. Um, the only problem with that is if she wasn't completely under Hive's sway, wouldn't Hive know, bec- know because she is part of the Hive mind? Mm. Can she compartmentalize also- enough to pull that off Mm. I mean it should also be you can also think though that like is it a case of is Hive finite like does he have only so many like particles that he can send out or does he just keep reproducing more of them I think he just yeah I would think he reproduces I'm I'm not I'm not sure but I mean if he has like say if he had a for example he did have a finite amount then he's going to end up spreading himself too thin by trying to control so many inhumans at one time. And that could lead to like a sort of lapse in concentration, and then one of them could get free. Mm, I just think the hive just reproduces. And the hive just becomes stronger the more people that are added to it and become part of the hive mind. How do you kill it then? <laughs> like, yeah, well, I don't have a solution. How do you kill it? <laughs> that's the thing. Do you, if you kill the queen bee, does does that kill the hive? Yeah, I, do, I don't know. So, all right, more tweets. Tim Hernandez, a shield, shield. I want one for Christmas. Me too. <laughs> Mike, uh, ho- Mike, holy sh- or holy shit! Phil has a Captain America shield. <laughs> Mike also wanted to point out that uh, uh, Shield just became a uh, episode of Mori Povich when I was Phil. You are not the father. Mori Povich <laughs> is a show over here that does a lot of who's the daddy. Okay, okay. Where you have some hoe that's uh, knocking boots with the entire uh, neighborhood, trying to figure out who's the daddy of their baby. Oh, like Jeremy Kyle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And they do paternity tests, and it's like mm. Andy Urquhart. You are not the father. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> more, more from Mike. Uh, wow. Nobody can reasonably complain about this 
this week's episode is too slow of pace. No, it wasn't slow, but it was choppy. Yeah, probably too probably too choppy. But they they covered a lot of ground, and it's shit. We have four episodes left. Hmm. Mike, shoot, shoot, Jenna, shoot! Darn it! Before it's too late. <laughs> uh, another one from Mike. Now we know either Daisy or May is dying at the end of the season. I guarantee. I I I, I called it first. Mm. I called it first. It's May. Yeah, I, I totally agree. After this week's episode, May. I don't think they would kill Daisy. Like Daisy's the main character. It would be a holy shit moment, and I would be very upset if Daisy I dies. S- but I'll be upset if May dies too. I'll be upset that May dies, but like I said, she's she's been put to the side the entire season. Mm-hmm. Her story is done. Yep. I, I it's unfortunate, but I think that uh, and yes, if good writing could come up with a new storyline and. Uh, reinvigorate the character and uh give her new purpose but i think i think she's done which is sad yeah i just i don't know where else they could go with her unless they like injure her and augment her in some way to make her super ish like would that be interesting to watch i don't know Mm couple more things. James Warren uh, point uh, directs us to a story that Iron Man 4, Robert Downey Jr. teases the possibility. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, yeah, I'm, I'm down I'd for watch an Iron Man 4. Yeah. Rennie, two more. Too late for feedback? I have been all Civil War so good, so I forgot the episode. Well, not the Hydra <laughs> destruction part. That was A+. plus. Disagree. <laughs> Disagree. I think that should have been more than a blip on a computer screen. Uh, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's being sarcastic there. Like, it's I don't think tell. she is. I think. <laughs> yeah, blip, blip, blip. Hydra's gone. Okay. <laughs> you just don't care. I mean, you've been basically building up to that for two seasons. Mm, yep. You know, the end of last season, or the end of the first season, all of last season, more or less, you, you know, although you had all the inhuman stuff in the middle, and uh, then, and then uh, pretty much all of this season, and it's just gone. It's just like, yeah, I can see the way it happened, and I can see that being done and being a very orchestrated surgical strike but you would you would think that and granted they're in the middle of i i guess you know shield or yeah shield is in the middle of a their base being destroyed and them kind of being on having to take care of uh issues within their own their own personal emergencies hive and what it's doing to the team and uh, leave, leaving Talbot to the rest, but it just seemed so. I wanted to be there, not just watch it on a TV on a TV, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
And last tweet. The Fitzsimmons part was a bit weird. Hope they won't get killed off. Also, the party was just like the one in Orphan Black. I don't watch Orphan Black, so I can't really comment on that. No, I haven't seen it either. But, um, yeah, I hope they don't kill Fitzsimmons off either. However, like the way they've done their arc is setting them up for a for, for all. Like, it would have emotional impact if you killed off one of them. Like, imagine how distraught the other one would be. Here's why I don't think you need to kill them off or do anything drastic. Um, Bobby and Hunter were able to work within uh work within the the episodes and and uh remain remain uh romantically involved and it worked yeah it did definitely so i mean there there is a successful relationship in shield granted it's mm-hmm. a bit stormy and rocky but uh <laughs> there were uh, they were able to keep their relationship strong, for lack of mm. a better word. Yeah. So, and I know we had some Facebook things. I'm trying to pull them up. Here we go. All right. First, uh, Mike uh, Shear. Can someone please tell me when models will be available? Tried to find a bus... Uh, no. Tried to find Lola. No. Surely the latest series must produce something. I don't know if he's talking Lego models or what. Uh, I know there was something. I know there was a petition for some type of Lego uh, set, and it might have been the bus or something Shield related recently that I saw. And. You can get a Funko Pop Lola. Yeah, I mean, you can get the, the Funko Coulson, the Funko Lola, and there's also the Funko May. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm sure there's, like, Quake uh, action figures out there you could buy. And Mockingbird has plenty. So there are, there are some. You have to go looking for them. They're not, like, easily available on store shelves. But, like, you could easily order these on, on eBay or, or Amazon or whatnot. But I don't think there's been like a specific Agents of Shield, like toy line per se. No, there hasn't. Um, not that I'm aware of. I know there was something Marvel slash Shield related on Le- uh, Lego. They were looking for people to sign a petition to get something, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how the Helicarrier ended up coming about. So, and that's a, a full full on Lego set now. So if you if you look that up and find it, then back like it's not like a backing thing. It's just kind of register your interest type thing. It doesn't cost any money. Uh, if you if you want to see that, then yeah, tick tick the box. I'm sure it was a few months ago, and and we we already went. Yep, please please make it. But I haven't seen anything about it coming out. Uh, I did. I'm sure there is a Coulson Lego figure out there, but it's like a it was a limited run type thing. Yeah. I know he. I, I remember uh, Phil Coulson, uh, or what? What's his name? Clark Gregg. <laughs> Clark Gregg mentioned that he got a box of them, mm-hmm. and that he, uh, when when they were produced. But uh, yeah, that that was 
many Lego sets ago. Mm. So it might have been part of a Iron Man or a maybe Avengers 1 or something around there uh, Lego set. I don't think it was actually in any of those like sets. Okay. I think it was like a limited thing for like Comic Con or something like that. Okay. But right. it's not not readily available anyway. But yeah, Funko Pops the the best way mm-hmm. way to go because mm-hmm. th- those ones do have like the Agents Issue logo and everything on the packaging, yep. which is pretty cool. I have the May, I have the Coulson, I have the Lola, and I have the Agent Carter. Nice. Also, I did get a. I put it up, I think, last week or so. Uh, the Civil War uh, Marvel loot crate. Oh yeah. Uh, really nice Iron Man and Captain America Funko Pops. Yeah, those are very cool. Very cool. And uh, the T-shirt was pretty decent too. It says, uh, "Whose side are you on?" And half of it's Captain America, half of it's uh, Iron Man. And you have Team Cap and Team Iron Man going out to the sides. Uh, plan to wear it to the movie either Friday or Saturday. Nice. So, James Warren put up a Facebook post, AOS Singularity. This was a much better episode. Not season two great, but better. Keeper getting be- kept, I think it meant, kept getting taken out of the episode by the Fitzsimmons love story, would have loved to know more about the doctor they were after and those in the club. Hive Ward Sky mm. stuff may be creepier than the Ward Agent 33 love story. Mm, yeah, kind of is. Mm, I don't know, it hasn't gotten... that. No, I don't think you can get creepier than uh, uh, the Agent 33 Ward thing. That was just weird and they, and he actually made her made her be sky at one point didn't didn't he no no she she like did, it that, did that on her own for her, yeah of her own accord for him but i mean i think this is actually creepier because like he's in control of her like and he's like getting her to put her head on his shoulder and all this like that that creeps me out like when i saw that i was like i don't like that mm. Because I mean, if you look at it from look at it from Jessica Jones' point of view, mm-hmm. it's like the same way Purple Man had like main control over her, it's just like that. Yeah. Ex- except they're dancing around it and not not calling it out for what it is, <laughs> mind rape. But yeah. Okay. I'll give it to you guys, but I I I don't know. I guess it was just seeing domestic ward i think and him being cute and cuddly and (laughs) lovey-dovey i think that's what grossed me out about him and made it worse okay (laughs) so the fact that he was happy yeah no you know and like (laughs) buying flowers and hey honey Mm. That, that that's what was creeping me out so I don't know if Carl Newman put up a post or not on the Facebook page. It says he did, but I can't find the damn thing anywhere. So if you did, Carl, I apologize. But I think we're done, Andy. We can read it next week. Uh, we did have on uh, iTunes. Oh, that's th- thanks. I will pull that up quick. Come on. <laughs> 
cut too much shit open now. <laughs> now we can shut this shit down. That'll help. There we go. So uh, this is from our friend Shanir. These two guys are awesome. Great chemistry and in-depth look at each show. Always looking for any connections to the comics or movies, usually to a ridiculous degree that always makes me chuckle. They also quickly cover any Marvel TV movie news that has popped up in the last week or so. Give them a listen. You'll dig it, too. I want to thank him for putting that up. That that came out a week or so ago, and it finally showed up on uh, the re- reviews over on iTunes. If you haven't left us a review over on iTunes yet, we highly recommend that you do. We will read them on the show, good, bad, or indifferent. All right, Andy, I think we're out of here. Hey, I did manage to uh, find Carl Newman's post. Okay, all right. So I've got it here. Um, So he says, regarding Marvel video games, I'm right there with you. A street-level Marvel hero like the Defenders or Spider-Man done like the Batman games or done like the Infamous or Assassin's Creed games, I'd love to play it. I think Iron Man would work too because he's pretty modular. Start out with a basic suit, earn slash build slash buy upgrades. Um, Maybe with a resource management aspect run Stark Industries to gain money and materials to build improvements for the suits. Could be fun. Yeah, I'm down with that. Like, as long as they get the right developers on board to make it. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not Sega. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... It, it's hard after that the, the last Iron Man uh, game was so horrible. Yes. Th- those last two Iron Man games were absolute trash. Absolute trash. And I think, I think the problem you run into, it's not really a problem anymore. Maybe it was the tech that was used at the time because I think the Lego Marvel and the Disney Infinity games show that you can do a flying character in a 3D environment and do it mm. well. Yep. Uh, so I think they could develop a decent Iron Man game. And I would almost... I I like his idea of using the Stark technology and running the corporation. And that would kind of bring in the Assassin's Creed. And one of the things I always enjoyed about the Assassin's Creed games was the management of the Assassin's Guild itself. Mm -hmm. And I... I You know... uh, And I think they could have taken that further uh, if they wanted to. Sometimes, actually, I think they took it a little too far. Um... (laughs) The Vita game that got really complicated, and it was just the wrong, just the wrong uh, console for that aspect of the game because it was all on that tiny little screen. Um, mm, yep. So yeah, I, I could see uh, something where you not only do you, are you doing the Iron Man stuff, but also managing and directing uh, Stark Enterprises. And worrying about stocks and this and that and uh, yeah even developing you know building Avengers Tower and yeah so I could see a very good Iron Man game or a game uh, or an Avengers game that features Iron Man mm-hmm. that isn't Lego or Disney based yeah I mean it would have to like Disney would have to be involved somewhere around it, but well, I meant Disney as in Disney Infinity. So yeah, yeah, 
So, but yeah, um, I, I think that, that would probably be the best route to go, like an Iron Man game. Like, it's the easiest one to do as long as you can get the flying right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it would be the easiest, but it could be an interesting game. You mm. could, you, I, I, I would almost. Well, maybe you do an Iron Man. And the second game is could be more Avengers based. Mm. But I mean, I, I guarantee you, if you do a, a reasonably decent game, get Downey Jr. and to do the voice, that is a massive, massive, massive game. If they can pull it off. Mm. <laughs> That's wishful but, yeah. thinking, Andy. But all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, let's wrap this up. Andy, uh, when you're not being creeped out, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me every Tuesday, definitely being creeped out by Ali, <laughs> on uh, 40 to Level 1. We broadcast live on allgames.com every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, we talk all things TV shows, movies, comic books, and mainly video games. And you can find all our episodes on Stitcher and iTunes, as well as 42level1.com and allgames.com. And I can be found every Tuesday night on... At 9 o'clock Eastern on allgames.com on the B-Team podcast with my co-host Fred, Ryan, and Eli, where we talk games, we talk tech, we talked some TV as well. Uh, check it out. It's a fun show. I also am part of The Social Dozen. I have done four episodes. I think they're on episode eight now. And it, each week, f- three or four pod our hosts from different podcasts get together and talk about things that sometimes just wouldn't fit on their own shows. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, probably on Google Play as well. If you can find podcasts in Google Play uh, at all, uh, they're there. That's what they tell me. <laughs> but uh, check it out. It's a good time. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening to this episode, uh, downloading it, listening to it on all games. We will be back in only a couple days. Uh, But until then, I don't care. We still don't know where she is. But if you find her, whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. Do you need to dig out that pile of rubble first? I forgot to look to see if, uh, if, if she was in the background.